With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, uh, Tony, you're going to be uh, selling fireworks over the next couple I weeks. I am the fireworks carny of the Iowa. The king. The king of Iowa. The king carny of Iowa. Right. And wait. you're going to be doing the show uh, remotely via via cell phone, right? No. I'm not going to do it at all, actually. How many uh, how many shows are you going to miss? A good portion Because I'll them. be on vacation most of July. What will you be doing? Uh, I'll be there for July. Uh, July 3rd is, is a Tuesday, so I'll be there... For that show, and right. then and then after that, I'm in. No sweat. My Iowa Barnstormers will be most likely in the uh, the bowl game because Saturday night. I don't know if you paid attention. I didn't. But the Iowa Barnstormers uh, took sole possession of first place, whipping whipping up on last year's. Are you going to get a ring? Yes, that's Another the whole ring. plan. That's the whole reason I'm doing the that's damn thing. That's the whole thing. reason you announced it, so you can get those rings. Yeah, I, got it. I yeah. love the yeah. rings, but we beat Arizona, and, yep. and quite frankly... For the second time. No, it's actually the fourth time Scott, in a row. the Lord of the is, Rings. Yeah. Well, second time this season, though, right? Third time this season. Oh, okay. So it was, it was uber cool. This weekend we play the, uh, the Sioux Falls... Uh, squad, which I believe is the Storm, and uh, we will beat them as well. And then we'll come back home and then face Cedar Rapids, which is kind of a team. But uh, <laughs> but if y'all want tickets, I want you to either call Tony or or you can call uh, PJ or any of the guys here in the studio because, quite frankly, I have tickets for you. Okay, uh, don't call it's me. Be a great time. Gonna... This portion of the show brought to you by our friends at uh, Hicklin Power Sports. Tony, they've got Sea they've got Yamaha, Can Am, Beta, KTM, and Polaris. All under one roof, and it's a newly enlarged showroom. Yeah, and they have a they have a bunch of KTM bicycles on sale right now. I'm, Didn't I'm you gonna, buy one? I got the the uh, the pedal bike, the e the e. It's a power bike. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Sweet, it's fun. And Is that what I was riding around here? In, yes, in, yes. That's on the third we, floor. That's of, what we rode. But, but they have some cycle cross bikes that are like super trick. And and I told Bart I would give cycle him cross. literally half of what he had in it, and he said yes. So. <laughs> Is that what I wrote a cycle? And then he said, "Bring no. me your money," and I said, "I, I have to." Say Can I that. just owe it to you? Yeah, that's what I said. So, well, our buddy, I, let me tell you something. Hicklin has has been with us for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, Bart Hicklin, I've known since we were kids. And you can't buy a a, a motorcycle or an ATV or a four wheeler. What are the What are the uh, I won't buy four. What do you call the four wheelers that are the, uh, the side by sides? Side by sides. And by the way, UTVs. I, when I was watching, when I was watching the Isle of Man, they started off with the side with the car, the side car. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't consider those sidecars. I well, don't. That's what they call them it's from an, the old days. It's an interesting race for sure. Uh, well, you ought to see him racing motocross tracks. That's crazy. that's insane. I've seen that video. Yeah. I don't. Him. I don't. I, I don't want to look at it anymore. All right. Let's go to our next guest. You ready? I bet he is. Yeah. Daniel Blair joins us. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you boys doing? Are you a fan of the side-by-sides or the sidecar races like we saw from Isle of Man? Uh, they terrify me. <laughs> so, no. I, you know what's weird, too, is being a dirt bike racer my whole life, it, it's never really scared me because I'm familiar with it. Everything else, though, scares me. Street bikes, quads, UTVs, I'm terrified by all that stuff. Wow. Well, some of those things you should be terrified by. 
but uh, especially quads. Because if you're good on a motorcycle and you think you can accomplish anything on a quad, t- chances are you're going to get hurt. At least that's been uh, my experience. And, and the way they ride those things now, too, is crazy. I had a chance last year to do some uh, interviews with some of the quad guys that won, like, the, the I guess it would be the MX of Nations, but right. for quads. Right. And now I'm friends with the guys, follow them on Instagram, and the things they do on those things is ridiculous. I, I, I mean... They're stepping it up just like the guys in moto. It seems like every year they just get a little better. This portion of our show brought to you by Swell Vodka. Six times distilled, six times filtered means no headaches the day after. Swell Vodka, look for it at a uh, in the well near you at your local favorite watering hole. Daniel uh, Blair, our guest. Daniel, we're talking with Alex and uh, Jeremy Martin right before you, and we're talking about brothers, and you have a special connection in that you have a brother that raced as well. Um what what are these guys going through right now in their heads? What what's in their hearts? What's in their heads? Because quite frankly, finishing one and two is is contentious at best. Probably some of the most conflicted feelings you could imagine. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about it for yourself. You you do all the work, you train, you go to the races, you line up. I mean, you have this. You got to have some bit of fury in you, you know, if you want to be competitive and be a winner. And then you get out there, you go through all the chaos of the opening laps, and then there's your brother. And that's the one guy who's going to stop you from accomplishing what you've been <laughs> working towards for a week, a month, a year, whatever. So you have these conflicted feelings because you're kind of proud because that's like a version of you. It's family and whatever. But then you're also probably super motivated because a brother rivalry is even more Don't let him beat you. you probably have with the rest of your competition. So. Super conflicted feelings, but, I mean, as far as the Martin brothers go, I can just imagine what the parents are feeling. I mean, what a good feeling when you're either at home watching on TV or you're there and you're watching your two sons and you're just like, wow, well, we did all right. Yeah, it's it's got to be something special for – it is for us even. You know, we, we live four hours from where they grew up and watch these kids race. And, and uh, you know, and Alex – we talked about it on the show earlier in, in the hour – uh, when when Alex was racing for the team that I was running, the Tyler team, um, you know his brother honestly was probably the same speed on a super midi, and, and so it was just so much fun to to uh, tease Alex about it. But uh, now Alex, he's been a pro for ten years, and so it's you know it was it, it was it was one of those deals where uh, you just kind of wonder if he's ever going to get there. And then the same with Brayton. I mean, Brayton had such a great career. But now he's finally he's won a he's won a Supercross and it's right you know you just don't know that that uh, what it's how long it's going to be but uh, yeah it's it's been pretty special for us to watch and I can't imagine how how proud his parents and family are oh for sure and it's crazy too because I I had a little bit of an insight that their success might come at least Jeremy's I actually went over and raced overseas once uh, in Sweden. And it's funny because I was actually with my brother. Me and my brother went together, and we had breakfast with Alex Martin, and we were just sitting there kind of talking to him about things. And I didn't know he had a little brother, and he told me, yeah, I've been training with my little brother. He's still an amateur. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, I mean, how, how, you know, how much little or younger? I'm thinking maybe like a little kid. He's like, oh, he's a B rider right now. He's intermediate. And I said, oh, that's good. Is he pretty good? He's already smoking me, and he's already, and he's just an intermediate. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow!" So I kind of that was the first time I ever even heard Jer- about Jeremy. And then you know, fast forward two, three years, all of a sudden he's a champion, 
And it was funny because Jeremy did come up and had a lot of success early, won those titles, where Alex, it did take a little bit longer. Sometimes I kind of wonder if Jeremy's success gave Alex the extra boost that he needed to take the next step. Because Alex was good for a long time. I mean, he was solid. He was he, he was a good privateer. You could tell there was something there, but it really wasn't what it is now. But it seemed like right when Jeremy took the leap, Alex took the leap too. And, and that goes back to those conflicted feelings. I feel like that might have given him a little bit of a motivation and a boost. And now Alex is he's you know in the prime of his career, and he's having his best results. So... It's just funny to remember those stories back and remember that I heard about Jeremy when he was an intermediate, and the first person that told me was his older brother, who was a pro, was having success, yet he told me his little brother was already beating him, and he was an intermediate. So it's, like, again, goes back to the parents and the family, and just, they're, they're both hard workers, they're, they're both good guys, and, um, I mean, if you're going to see two brothers have success, it's no one better than those two. They're, they're awesome guys. You know, and uh, we talked about this too. I think Alex was a little bit of a victim of the recession in 2009, turning pro. There wasn't a whole lot of rides going around, and and uh, Jeremy had a better opportunity in 2012 when he when he did finally walk onto a team as a as a pro and his full. You know, he did Unadilla that year, and then his full rookie season in 2013. And there's more rides back then, and and uh, than there was for Jer- for Alex. So, um, you know, I think that played a part in it too. I can remember. Um, Alex skipping uh, some test days that we had scheduled for him to go train at Rhinoland when that was a thing. And, uh, you know, not being as structured of a team as, as, as Jeremy was on, you know, a star or whoever, um, they, you know, that it, uh, I think it just took it longer for Alex to get there, but obviously he's under the Baker factory and, and under that guy's wing, he's, he's in good hands. And, you know, I look forward to see what they can do at High Point, and, and I don't know what you're up to, Daniel, but I did see an email that uh, MX Sports sent out there looking for flaggers at uh, <laughs> at High Point. So if you're looking for a gig, there it is, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, they haven't hit me up directly yet, so uh, put the word out there. I'm available, but I'll so, be honest with you. I, it, it would be expensive because I, I, I'm not in the mood to travel. I mean, right? <laughs> I just finished Supercross. And believe it or not, of all the years I raced Supercross for 15 years, I never did the entire series. I, I, there was times when I would do 12 or 13, because I would ride the East and the West, but I never really could afford or had the, the means to do the entire thing. So this year, with the gig that I had with Race Day Live and the gig with TV, this was actually my first full year of Supercross. <laughs> I did all 17. <laughs> and I tell you right now, I'm wiped out. I am enjoying my summer. So if they want me to flag, it's going to cost them... Ten times more what they pay. What, 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 what does that I look like? What, what's the, what's the check at the end of the day? At the at the end of the day, look like Daniel. Is it is it a thousand dollars? Is it fifteen hundred bucks for you to flag? How much is it? Yeah, well, how much for you to flag? Maybe I want you to come flag one of my I races. I would like to see you flag in Winterset, Iowa. Yeah, Riverside Raceway. Honestly, this might sound a little extreme, okay. but. I would go probably at least a thousand dollars per lap. So uh, <laughs> a lap, a lap. I told you, dude. Rich. I'm tired. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have half lap races today because <laughs> Daniel Blair is flagging. <laughs> hey, that's, uh, hey, but I, I promise you guys, I'll do a really, really good job. So oh, Daniel Blair sweet. days, Tony. Let's put it on the schedule. What do you say for next year? Uh, mm. What are you, what is your schedule, Dano? We we saw that. Uh, Obviously, Arena Cross is done, and and we were watching you. And I I don't know if you remember, but I was texting you, telling you how awesome you were on Supercross, and so proud of you. And really, you are good. And I and I yeah. obviously you you've been with Supercross now, and you've 
you've got a job there. I, I hope <laughs> is that the case? Have you signed a contract or what's what's the what's the scoop? Well, there's first off, Arena Cross is gone, and I'm I'm bummed about that. Obviously, because right. that was my not only is it my first pro racing started in Arena Cross, but I also ended my career racing in Arena Cross, and then I started my TV career in Arena Cross. So it's like. Wow. I got a super soft spot for that series, and, and I'm super bummed that it's gone. But at the same time, it's you know things change, and obviously they had went in a different direction. They got the amateur um, supercrosses that are going to be coming out. The amateur, I think they call it amateur futures, um, and I know there's a lot of push behind that to help grow. You know that opportunity for riders to ride supercross. I know it was successful last year, so I'm I'm but, happy about that too because I do have an eight year old, so I I. I'm excited about that change. But, Daniel, isn't um, it like they're skipping? It's, it's almost like they're taking a breath and then forgetting to exhale. Okay? Well, and, I, and I don't know. I, I can't comment because I wasn't a part of any of the discussions. I kind of found out like everybody else. So right. I, don't, I don't really know. Like I said, I, I know that the resources are being shifted over, but I don't, I don't really know the reasons why all the way I'm not in that. In that I'm in meetings, but they're not those ones. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but as far as next year goes, I, I you know had a chance to talk to the guys at Feld uh, a week or two ago. They told me they were very happy with how I did, and there's some things going on right now. They're kind of planning. I mean, the schedule's not out yet. There's a lot of things behind the scenes that are being worked out, and you know they told me that they're proud of me and they're looking forward to next year and they'd have a good spot for me. And um, as far as what that is, I don't know. I mean, I would assume it's the same thing. You know, I, Race Day Live. I know we took a huge, huge jump this year with Race Day Live. I, I, I looked you know, at the numbers, dude. Viewers. You guys are huge. Oh, it it did so well, and 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 that goes back to the team. You know, we had a lot of people that. I mean, we all gave it our all on that show. There, there, we we swung for the fences this year. I think the people, you know, they saw that, and that's why they they came and they stuck around. I mean, we had a huge opening weekend with Anaheim, and it, it just it carried and. Right. It's a cool show, so I'm super pumped to be a part of that and be a part of its growth. So, uh, and as far as the TV gig, I man, I had so much fun being on the floor and just kind of expanding my role and, and you know learning new things and being a part of that team with Ralph and Jeff and Jenny and so whatever they have planned for me, I'm I mean I, I'm pumped. I'm all in. I, I love the sport. I think you guys obviously know that. And um, it's, I don't know it's a what, what's to the, be involved with Supercross. What's the problem with you and Ralph though? I don't know. I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't get it because you know Ralph is a great guy. He's been on the show. You've been on the show. I <laughs> you would wouldn't think, believe the things he says. No, I would bad. think that you guys would get along, uh, given <laughs> your history. Uh, I I assume we were. Where we <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's full of yeah. Crap. Hey, so no, I mean, the one I have a hard time with. Is Ricky. I don't. Me and Ricky. Oh, is it a height issue? No, I'm sorry. That came out wrong. I didn't really. No, but we we can't help but like give each other a bad time on Instagram and Twitter, and it 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 seems to be picking up more and more uh, more and more every week. So so it uh, might get serious. We battle it out all the time. Well, I tell you what, we're going to absolutely have to take a break. But Daniel, it's always good to talk to you. Every time you answer the phone, you go, "What, Scott?" Uh, That's it's endearing. (laughs) Yeah, we've got another guest uh, waiting in the wings, uh, and we'll go to him. But, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. little brother talk uh, after the Alex and uh, Jeremy Martin conversation, but it's always good to hear from you as well. Thank you so much. No problem, guys. Have a good one. Daniel Blair, Fox Sports and uh, Company. Uh, I, again, I don't understand the problem. That- I, I just I can't get enough of talking about heart rate, <laughs> fired up. Uh, oh, here we go pump. again. Ricky oh. using his hands to tell the story. Yeah. And then you got the professional Daniel Blair. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, Daniel's actually the no, best part of every guys. I love to listen to Daniel's. Uh, you know, he does do a good job, and the he? job that he does on Race Day Live too. It's him amazing. and Jim Holly, they, it's great. Right. All right, uh, we're going to have more conversation about motorcycling after this. Stay tuned. This is Pit Pass. What's up? It's Kyle Regal. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous force. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.